welcome back to another episode of the Reconomy Podcast, where we discuss economic issues that impact real estate, housing, and affordability. I'm Odetta Kushi, Deputy Chief Economist at First American, and here with me is Mark Fleming, Chief Economist at First American. Hi, Mark. I've got a question for you. If the price of gasoline goes up dramatically tomorrow, would you still buy gas? Hey, Odetta. Yeah, um, I would because I need my car for everything from going to the grocery store to taking my kids to 7 a.m. Saturday morning soccer games. Oh, sorry. I digress. Why do you ask? Ooh, 7 a.m. soccer game on a Saturday. I know. It's tough. (laughs) So I guess what you're saying is that gasoline is a relatively price inelastic good because even large changes in the price do not materially impact demand. Whereas other goods, think of a food item like a lemon, for example, is probably more price elastic. If the price of a lemon increased by 50% overnight, I'm less likely to purchase or demand it. And that brings me to today's, believe it or not, housing topic, the interest rate elasticity of housing demand. How much does our demand for housing change when interest rates change? And you know how we like to bring in a little bit of history. So before we get to those elasticities, let's take a look back at what's happened to home sales and house prices during various rising mortgage rate eras. Dad, I'm still stuck on why you chose a lemon for your elastic good example. I might have picked limes. I have a lot in my fridge. (laughs) I have a lot in my fridge. Okay, you're right. We love our walks down memory lane. And when we walk down this memory lane, the important thing to understand is, you know, Do mortgage rates always cause the same effect in home sales? And when we look, the answer is no. I mean, sure, in 2005 and 2006, rising rates preceding the housing crisis stand out because existing home sales fell dramatically, maybe for some other reasons necessarily than just rising rates. Um, And back in 1994, existing home sales also went down when rates went up as the Fed was increasing the funds rate and there was strong economic growth and feeding inflation. But then there are plenty of examples where they didn't. There are four other eras, 1996, right before the beginning of the millennia in 2013, and existing home sales actually kept going up even though rates went up as well. So context matters. Each rising rate era is different, and the housing market's response is different depending upon what's going on. That's a great point. And we actually find that house prices are even more resilient to rising rates than sales. So apart from the 1994 rising rate period when house prices declined slightly and briefly, house prices have always continued to rise, albeit more slowly, when rates have increased. In the 2005-2006 housing bubble, house prices eventually declined after initially increasing, but actually never declined below the level at the beginning of the rising rate era. Now, in the longest rising mortgage rate era, 1998-2000, to nominal house prices increased consistently with the economic recovery from the previous recession. In just over a year and a half, house prices increased 14%. House price appreciation is resistant to rising rates primarily because home sellers would rather withdraw from the market than sell their home at a lower price, a phenomenon we've always referred to as downside sticky. So the history is obviously interesting, but let's get down to the elasticities. We talked about home sales and prices, but I actually want to focus on the interest rate elasticity of home sales and refinances. Elasticity? What's an elasticity? I think we might need to define that first, and I'm not talking about the stretchiness of rubber bands here. This is, in economics, a term called demand elasticity, which really refers to how much the quantity 
demanded would change in response to a specific amount of change in a specific factor that determines demand. And okay, okay, we have to say it, all else held equal. I can't resist, I'm an economist. In the housing market, we pay particular attention to the amount of change in demand in response to changes in mortgage rates, right? Measuring this elasticity of demand, what do we find? Mortgage rates generally, all else held equal, I had to say it, result in fewer home sales, yes, but more importantly, much fewer refinances. There's a big difference. In other words, we find that refi demand is much more sensitive, aka elastic, to rising rates than purchase demand, which is inelastic. Well, that makes sense, right? Because when you refinance your home, oftentimes that's a strictly financial decision. Are current interest rates lower than my mortgage rate? If so, it may be wise to refinance so I can lower my monthly payment. For example, the average 30-year fixed rate mortgage in May was 2.96%, while the average interest rate on outstanding mortgage debt in the first quarter was 3.5%. So that implies that there are many borrowers who are in the money to refinance. And that makes refinances much more sensitive to rising rates in theory. And our back-of-the-envelope calculation finds that if mortgage rates increase from 3% to 3.5%, refinance applications would decline by nearly 30%. So that's pretty elastic. Is it the same for purchases? Surely people are calculating the net present value with after-tax cash flows being discounted by the home buyer's required rate of return, which is dependent on rates, right? Uh, Yes, if by people you mean just yourself, then absolutely. Air quoting here, people are doing that. No, of course not. For the financial part of the equation, people are looking at what monthly payment they can afford. It's really that simple. But for the rest of the decision, it's actually lifestyle. It has nothing to do with finances. So Odetta, should we preview our upcoming HPRI to make this point? I think so. Our HPRI, or our Home Ownership Progress Index, is actually an annual report that provides a deeper look into changes to home ownership rates over time by accounting for and isolating the impact of critical lifestyle, societal, and economic trends that influence the likelihood of renting or owning a home. For example, increasing marital rates, household size, educational attainment, Income and improving economic conditions all increase potential demand for homeownership. So the HPRI measures the potential for homeownership demand based on these underlying factors. And what we find in 2020 is that factors such as rising educational attainment and a higher share of married households contributed positively to the growth in potential homeownership demand. That's because, again, buying a home is a financial and lifestyle decision. So with all of that said, how would a 50 basis point increase in mortgage rates impact home sales? 50 basis points? You mean half a percent, right? Well? Yes. Well, going from a 3% mortgage, we're just a little bit above that right now, to say a 3.5% mortgage rate, that's your 50 basis point or half a percent increase, we estimate roughly that it would reduce purchase mortgage applications by about 5%. Now, that is a decline, but a relatively modest one. By comparison, though, clearly rising mortgage rates um, on the refinance side are multiples higher than that. So it's not as much about refi demand, as we already mentioned. Purchase demand is much less insensitive and much less inelastic. So all of this to say, 
we may expect higher mortgage rates in the months to come as the economy improves. And higher rates alongside double-digit nominal house price growth like we're seeing now will impact affordability and purchase demand. But demand will still be strong because purchase demand is a little bit more interest rate inelastic and certainly much more so than refinance demand. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Reconomy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You can also sign up for our blog at firstam.com slash economics. And if you can't wait for the next episode, please follow us on Twitter. It's at Odetta Kushi for me and at Econ for Mark. Until next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Reconomy Podcast from First American. For even more economic content, visit firstam.com slash economics. This episode is copyright 2021 by First American Financial Corporation. All rights reserved. For more information, visit us at firstam.com.